0: Clansman Show right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host, Paul Brown, and today is Tuesday, August 22nd, 2023, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. This evening's commentary is titled, Cancel Culture, Defining the Disease and Finding the Cure. Cancel culture, or CC, is a cultural phenomenon best exemplified by fanatical concern over pictures in a Dr. Seuss book. However, its true meaning is often obscured when invoked to describe a less controversial social reaction to overt criminal behavior. Advocates of Enlightenment Values have a responsibility to untangle the web spun by social justice activism, and clarify the real concerns this culture represents. Consider the following questions. Number one. What is the most appropriate way to employ the term CC within a consistent conceptual framework? Number two. What is the basis for CC morality and its effect? And number three, how can one combat the spread of irrational CC behavior? First, understanding CC. While the phrase cancel culture had popped up now and then over the past decade on social media platforms, it seemed to gain significant traction during the 2017 Me Too movement and is now ambiguous. However, in understanding CC, there is a need to separate lawbreakers from the discussion. For example, Harvey Weinstein was not canceled. He was found guilty of criminal behavior. Hence, it is necessary to use CC in a proper context to prevent it masquerading as a rational social response, and accepted by a societal norm. Appropriate use of the reference is especially necessary when people who are cancelled while exercising their First Amendment rights are lumped together with felons. To be clear, the divide between a convicted rapist and an alleged racist is significant, On the one hand, you have proven illegal, violent behavior. On the other, you have an unproven accusation that is not criminal, even if true. Therefore, given a well-established context and definition, let us concern the nature of this type of culture and the consequential collateral damage it generates. The morality of CC. CC is a manifestation of wokeism, which I define as a progressive hypersensitive state of extreme awareness or hysterical alertness about imagined injustice from omnipresent oppression, and is malleable such that it accommodates any, it accommodates almost any inequity, claimed by seeking remedial action to grievances while wielding an ever-expanding weaponized political toolset in the name of social justice. Hence, wokeism and its CC afterbirth operates like a religious cult, beckoning comparison to early modern witch mobs. In general, Religion features a dogma or authoritative principles considered and convertibly true. Such gives rise to sin, to sin lists, as can be found in the Christian writings. For example, the Apostle Paul wrote letters to early churches to single out offenses for each people, for each for. Paul wrote letters to early churches to single out offenses for which people had to repent, else they would not inherit the kingdom of God. One does not need to defend this morality to grasp that. At least in the Christian context, there is an offer of redemption for transgressions. Thus, after compiling the list of sins found in 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11, the apostle concludes with the words, "And what is some of you? And that is what some of you. Were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and by the Spirit of our God." Likewise, modern woke CC demands confessions from rule breakers. Yet the transcendent value of Christian redemption does not necessarily follow. The postmodernist roots of C.C. lend no support for any parallels to Christian forgiveness. Moreover, those who go to extraordinary lengths by sacrificing any self-esteem or integrity they might have cannot appease the woke mob. On the contrary, the C.C. crowd often responds to these open confessions and public slobbering social media apologizes with scorn and rejection. Today's cancel culture emerges from mob mentality that invents heresies on the fly, whereby indiscreet comments one made as a teenager are wielded as the swords of democracy. Consider the March 2021 firing of the editor of Teen Vogue for comments she made a decade earlier as a teenager of just 17 years of age. A self-righteous tweet from a CC cult follower condemning her actions reads as follows. The fact of, at Teen Vogue, hired this racist at a time when Asian American hate crimes are on the rise speaks volumes to their lack of respect for the community. The result? Teen vote management, of course, caved and terminated. Alexi McCammond. The cancer spreads when instead of administering therapy to prevent it, corporations and universities feed and facilitate the disease as the tumor metastasizes. Now emboldened, The infection reaches back to more formative years, even holding high school freshmen accountable. Have we reached a place where we find satisfaction in blocking college admissions for indiscreet words used by 14-year-old kids? There is reason for believing that this is so given, the action of such a case at the University of Tennessee. Further, Consider the 2020 attempt to cancel historical figures. The 2020 attempt to cancel historic figures, even founding fathers of America, because their complex 18th century views no longer align with the elevated modern morality of the woke cancel culture. This extremism was evident in the tear down of statues and further attempts along with complicit media, to alter the facts about America's actual founding date, as claimed by the propagandized 1619 Project. Finding the solution to cancel culture? Man needs some guiding philosophy to live, and in the absence of a strong, coherent one, will opt for something based on a whim, and driven entirely by emotion like the negative energy of the cancel-culture mob. If a mob is willing to destroy another man's livelihood by depriving him of employment, for which he is qualified, then taking unthinkable next steps does not seem too far-reaching. Consequently, we desperately need authentic leadership and courage, else cancel-culture grows more prominent and cancerous ideology spreads. Each voice for liberty, regardless of how small, demonstrates a commitment to using our freedom of speech to combat the spread of ideologies that run counter to reason. Conclusion As discussed, one cannot justify cancel culture by inappropriate application to illegal behavior to win popular support for a misguided ideology. It is a culture void of a solid philosophical philosophical foundation with a morality driven by self-righteous emotion. The cure could only come from the laboratory of reason and delivered by rational agents of free speech.
1: We're down to a choice in America. Live free or die. That's the theme of this year's family and fellowship gathering sponsored by the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan. As always, this event is held over Labor Day weekend, September 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. In old Scotland, when they were facing peril, they would call for a gathering of the clans. Today in America, We need a gathering of our people, the white race. The future of your children and our republic is in danger. It's your choice. Either live free or die. All white Christian patriots are invited. That means you, your spouse, and your family. Attendance is free. That's right. I said free. This year, not only is attendance free, but on-site meals are also free. All you need to do is drive here to the Knights Party private property and the beautiful Ozark Mountains in Harrison, Arkansas. While this is a totally free event, you do need to register so we know about how much food to prepare. You can register by calling the Knights Party National Office during regular business hours, which are Central Standard Times. Call 870 427 3414. Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Friday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Saturday and Sunday, closed. Also, there is limited cabin space, room for camping, or parking an RV, all provided at no cost. It is that important that you be here. Don't wait. Register today.
2: You sit and watch our country crumble, you complain about where America is headed, you even say that the Republicans are just as bad as the Democrats. You say what America needs is a third political party, one that will work for the people, one that follows God's laws, not man-made-up ones, a government run how our forefathers set up and intended America's government to remain. Have you ever heard of the Knights Party, a legally registered third political party with the goal of political power? It's right here, right now, striving hard to reach its goals. But we need your help. You don't have to join anything if you don't want to, but you could contribute. We don't have major donors like the Republicans and Democrats. No, no Jewish funding. Just good, honest folks like yourself who are fed up with the direction America is heading. Instead of complaining about what's going on, do something. Check out the Knights Party website at www.kkknationaloffice.com. See what we're about, at least. I think you'll find that we're not so far apart on what we all want. The change America needs. The Knights Party is truly America's last hope. Our email address is nationaloffice at Send us an email asking how you can help. Okay.
0: Looking for a fight?
1: You'll find it with Canada's premier voice in white nationalism, Mr. Paul Fromm, with his show, The Fighting Side of Me, every day on White Pride Radio, only on altrighttv.com. I dare you to step into the ring.
0: Okay, welcome back, everyone. Uh, thank you for sticking around. Uh, this evening we're going to talk about scumbags, uh, the scumbags of all types. And I'm going to start with this piece. Uh, this isn't a news article, but this is uh, about Syria. Designated in 1979 as a state sponsor of terrorism, Syria continued its political and military support to various terrorist groups. The regime continued to provide weapons and political support, uh, support to Hezbollah and continued to allow Iran to rearm and finance the terrorist organization. The Assad-regime relationship with al Hezbollah, and Iran grew stronger in 2019 as the regime became more reliant on external actors to fight opponents to secure areas. <laughs> that kind of sounds like what the Jews do uh, have, have uh, other people fight their battles. Uh, the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, or IRGC, remains present and active in the country with the permission of President Bashar al-Sayyad or al-Assad. Assad remained a staunch defender of Iran's policies, while Iran exhibited equal energetic support for the Syrian regime. Syrian government speeches and press releases often include statements supporting terrorist groups, particularly Hezbollah and vice versa. Over the past two decades, the Assad regime's permit permissive attitude towards AQ and other terrorist groups' FTF facilitation efforts during the Iraq conflict led to the growth of AQ, ISIS, and uh, affiliated terrorist net, networks inside Syria. The Syrian government's awareness and encouragement for many years of terrorist transit through Syria to Iraq for the purpose of fighting U.S. Forces before twenty twelve is well documented okay so here uh this particular scumbag uh of the sand uh, variety uh, these sound like really uh um, I don't know how to put it, hateful people uh, dangerous dangerous people um. Those very networks were among the terrorist elements that brutalized the Syrian and Iraqi population in 2019. Addition, Additionally, uh, Shia militari- militia groups in Iraq, some of which are U.S.-designated, FTOs aligned with Iran continue to travel to Syria to fight on behalf of the Assad regime. Marxist groups, including affiliates of the Kurdistan Workers' Party, who uh, also operated on Syrian soil and represent Turkey's primary counterterrorism concern in Syria. ISIS cells remain active in part of Syria and launched attacks on civilians and U.S. partner forces. In October, U.S. forces completed an operation that resulted in the death of ISIS leader al-Baghdadi. ISIS members in Syria continued to plot or inspire external terrorist oper- op- uh, operations. Uh, as part of the broader strategy, during the year, the regime portrayed Syria itself as a victim of terrorism, characterized characterizing all internal armed opposition as terrorists. Uh, Now, there's a reason uh, I read that. Uh, Just to give you a hint of what um, uh, these Syrian people, uh, what they're all about, Uh, all about terrorism. Does that sound like somebody that... uh, Uh, should be allowed in America? Uh, Should these people be able to come here and uh, uh, gain asylum? Let me ask you this. Would you want uh, Syrian uh, neighbors? Well, uh, this article was sent in by a uh, loyal listener and a friend of the show uh, and myself, uh, Murph. Uh, Murph sent this in, this article that I'm going to do now. And uh, this comes from heavy.com. The headline, Mohammed Barakat, five-ass facts you need to know. Uh, Mohammed Barakat is a 37-year-old Fargo, North Dakota man who was accused of shooting three Fargo police officers on July 14th, 2023, killing Officer Jake Wallen, according to a statement from Fargo Police. Does that surprise you from a Syrian? Seriously? Uh, uh, you see uh, where this, uh, uh, what is his name, M- Mohan, or what, uh, I don't even know what the hell his name is. Uh, yeah, Mohammed. Uh does this surprise you, knowing where uh, Mohammed come from? Hmm. Um, the Fargo Police Department is identifying the names of those involved in the July Fourteenth, twenty 2023 critical incident, which occurred near 9th Avenue South and 25th Street South in Fargo. The Fargo Police Department wrote, releasing the names of officers along with their photos. The deceased officer was identified as Fargo police officer Jake Wallen, a native of St. Michael, Minnesota. A military veteran who was deployed to Afghanistan, Wallen had only been on the job for three months, according to police chief David Zabulowski, who wrote in a news conference, uh, this is just one instance uh of where these um uh, i don't know how to, how you would uh, uh well we'll just say dune goons uh they get into America and they do the same thing that they do in their own country. And they think it's okay to come here. Well, uh, apparently, uh, our government thinks it's okay uh, for these uh, people, uh, these dune goons, to come into uh, America. And this is just an example. Of one example. I've seen many, many examples. Uh, it's usually uh, the ones are from uh, South America. But here, uh, same thing. Listen. If it ain't right, if it ain't white, it ain't right. Uh, America should uh, return to uh, accepting only asylum seekers from white European countries, like it used to be. Remember when the streets were safe? Uh, There's probably a lot of my uh, listeners uh, that don't remember that. I do. Uh, You know, you could leave your door unlocked. Uh, You had no fears. There was no school shootings. Then enter these bastards and all hell breaks loose. This, this, This guy's a terrorist, plain and simple. Now, let's get to the facts that we need to know. Number one, the police chief said that Mohammed Barakat shot the officers for no known reason, calling him a violent gunman. There's a reason. There's a reason why he did this. He's a terrorist from a terrorist country. That's why he did this. This is what they do uh, in his homeland. In a news conference, uh, Chief David Sobolowski said, For no known reason at all, a violent gunman attacked our officers. Firing multiple rounds. According to Sibolovsky, police were responding to a traffic crash scene that they don't believe Barakat uh, was involved in. He was also opened up on fire. Uh, he also opened up on fire officials, sibolowski said. So th- this is just a simple uh, um, case of terrorists Within our own country. Our enemies are within. They're within. They're here. They're biding their time. Uh, our, our government knows this. It, it's just ridiculous. Uh, the FBI is involved in the investigation, he said. Uh, our officers were out there performing their duties, investigating what we would say was a routine traffic accident said Zabalowski. Uh, as they did that, he said, Barakat began firing at them, striking three of them. He also fired shots at firefighters who were tending to crash victims, but none of them were struck. He said the fire truck was struck by gunfire. Uh, Shannon Nicole, a motorist passing through the area, told KFGO, I saw the traffic stop, and as soon as I drove, uh, shots were fired, and I saw cops go down. My airbag went off, and the bullet went straight through my driver's door. There, uh, innocent, uh, uh, innocent uh, driver uh, passing through this terrorist attack. Uh, number two, uh, Slain Officer Jake Wallen, who served in the Minnesota Army National Guard, was in field training with the Far- Fargo Police Department at the time of his death, police say. Um, Fargo Police Officer Jake Wallen, a native of St. Michael, Minnesota, was fatally shot in the incident, police confirmed. Wallen, a graduate of Alexandria Technical and Community College and an attendee of the American military university served in the Minnesota army national guard and had professional experience in the security sector. The Fargo police statement said, uh, Jake was a graduate of Fargo police academy, uh, four and became a FPD officer on April 19, 2023. On that day, he was sworn into law enforcement by Fargo uh, Police Chief Dave Zabalowski, and his badge was pinned onto him by his father, Jeff, the statement said. Jake was in field training with the FPD uh, at the time of his death. When asked to describe his interest in law enforcement, Jake stated that being an FPD officer was an exciting opportunity to truly make a difference in his community. Officer Wallen was 23 years old. 23-year-old educated man uh, uh, belonged to the military. And I think at the top, I said something about he was in Afghanistan. So uh, here you have this white, intelligent Um, community man taken out by a terrorist in his own country. This officer was in his own country and killed by a terrorist. Do you hear about these types of things? No, because mainstream media now, I get my news uh, uh, from left-leaning um, news sources, sometimes right, uh, but I'll tear that apart and, and give you the truth out of that. Uh, but this, I've, I didn't see this article anywhere else. I know a lot of times, uh, Murph, uh, when you send in a, a news article, and it's funny because you'll send me a news article. It's from a different source, but it's one that I already have down uh, to do. Uh, for the show. And that what I do, I always take your article and do it and just trash mine. Uh, because uh, you have a keen eye, Murph, um, uh, for what's going on and for ways to fit things uh, into the show here. So I want to thank you for this article. Uh, and we're not done with it yet. Because number three, Fargo police identified the critically injured officers as and. Andrew Dotus and Tyler Halls. Uh, Fargo Police also give information about the injured officers. Fargo Police Officers Andrew Dotis is a six-year FPD team member. Dotis served as an FTD training officer, a member of the crowd management team, Red River Valley SWAT negotiations team, and a department motorcycle officer. Dotis is also a member of the North Dakota Air National Guard, they wrote. Fargo Police Officer Tyler Halls was Wallen's classmate in FPD Academy 4, becoming an FPD officer on April 19, 2023. He is currently completing FD, uh, FPD train, field training. Halls attended the University of Minnesota, Morris, and graduated with a degree in uh, psychology. The release said, prior to joining, joining FPD, he worked as a corrections officer. Godis and Hall have seen gunshot wounds and are currently in critical, stable condition with serious injuries at a local health care facility. The release said, um, uh, if, I, I do believe, and I think I saw the picture, I believe these are all white officers, and uh, if so... Uh, Prayers for myself and the show here uh, uh, for a speedy recovery for these officers. Again, shot by a terrorist in their own country. Unbelievable. You think that this government doesn't know that we have terrorists in this country? Of course they do. They're behind it. They allow these people in. No questions asked. It's unbelievable. And to think how wide open our border is under the Biden administration. This is only a sample of what's to come. You know, all the people out there uh, all for this uh, uh, idea of taking in immigrants from non-white third world uh, countries. Guess what? Chances are One of the people that you welcomed is either going to harm you or kill you. Just like here. A terrorist. A terrorist. You know, uh, as you're walking down the street and, uh, you know, you pass, uh, you can kind of tell the... uh, Well, not kind of. You can tell... And just think, how many of these uh, are terrorists? My guess would be all of them. They're here for a reason. Yeah, they're here for a reason. Uh, these people uh, are born to kill. They're born as uh, as children. Uh, they are taught terrorism. So, you know, uh, they grow into that. And they like it. So why would this... Uh, 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 Barakat come to America why would he leave a country to where he could do the things that he loves and that's terrorism guess what that's what he's here for to do his job for Syria of course but he's here to do his job and his job is terrorism right here plain and simple in black and white uh, oh, well, good. Here's good news. Uh, number four, uh, Muhammad Barakat was shot to death by Jake Willens' training officer, police said. Kind of ironic there. Uh, Barakat was shot to death by Fargo police officer Zachary Robinson, uh, the Fargo police t- uh, statement said. Barakat, a 37-year-old Fargo resident, was transported from the scene to a local healthcare care facility where he later died, it says. You know what I hope? I hope he wasn't dead when they got him into this uh, healthcare facility. I hope when he got there, they just laid there and watched him die a slow death. That would be justice. That would be justice. Not to save uh, this terrorist's life. You know, what other country... Uh, Suppose uh, white people were known for terrorism. And suppose you went to a non-white country and you just opened fire on their uh, native people because you're a terrorist, you're doing your job. Do you think that uh, uh, that government would go as far as to take you to a hospital to try to save your life? Only in America. Only in America. I I have... uh, uh, this this article just brings so much uh, to light of American culture anymore. Uh, Robinson, an officer for seven years, was serving at Wallen's training officer at the time of the incident. Robinson has also been placed on paid administrative leave while the North Dakota Bureau of Criminal Investigation conducts an an investigation into the use of force, the release said. The uh, Fargo Police Department standard operating procedure is to place officers involved in officer-involved shootings on administrative leave until the investigation into the use of force has been completed. Now, isn't that something? Punish a police officer, and why call it an investigation like uh like this police officer did something wrong by shooting a terrorist that was shooting at them. Where else in the world do you think shit like that happens? but that's the procedure, only in America. Uh, And number five, uh, the police chief called Muhammad Barkat a heinous and unthinkable act of aggression. Aggression, my ass, was an act of terrorism. Let's call it what it is. What is a a terrorist? They're heinous. They're aggressive. But they they, they are terrorists. So why not call it out as it is, this police chief? Uh, Call it what it is. This is a terrorist game, game who decided to open fire on our police officers. Now, I don't know how long this dickbag might have been in uh, America, this uh, barricade. So far, it hasn't said. But he's not an American. He's not an American. I get, I get so sick of hearing uh, this American, like uh, uh, African-American. There is no such thing. African-Americans don't exist. You're either African or you're American. Plain and simple. Uh, I get so sick and tired of hearing uh, African-American, or I don't know what you would call this, uh, dune, uh, uh american goon goon-goon-American. These people are not Americans. Do you think our, go- our forefathers built... Uh, the government that it did and had the rules and the laws, God's rules and laws, intended uh, America to accept in anything other than what they were, white Christians. Uh, Okay, how long do you think it would take if uh, white people started invading Africa And not for the purpose of building it up. You know, if white people invaded Africa, that would be a great nation because white people were there. So not not going to help Africa, just just as deadbeats going there. And and terrorists, terrorists, deadbeats, uh, you know, people like that. Uh, How long do you think they would uh, let us run the streets the way these uh, non-whites run our streets? Only in America. And number five here. Oh, okay, I read that. Uh, A 35-year-old female Fargo resident was also shot during the critical incident. She was transported from the scene to a local health care facility with serious injuries, police wrote in the statement. The events of the last 24 hours have been among the most difficult in our department's nearly 150-year history. This was a heinous and unthinkable act of aggression against our officers and the entire metro community, Fargo Police Chief Dave Zabalowski uh, said in a statement. See, this is why, uh, this is why, and I think a way uh, uh, to convince uh, white Americans, you know, that these people aren't bad people. You know, don't sugarcoat it. Why why would this police chief sugarcoat it? A heinous and unthinkable act of aggression. It was a heinous uh, act, all right, but a heinous terrorist uh, act. Plain and simple. Um, You know, so, so many people today... Uh, You know, with the cancel culture and all, uh, which uh, uh, we spoke there uh, about in uh, uh, the commentary, so many people don't have the balls to say what's on their mind, and I don't understand why. You know, you're not going to get the truth out there by bullshitting people. It's not going to happen. You know, just as we see through our government and mainstream media, we see see their lies. We see them unfolding before our eyes. If more people had the balls to say what they were thinking, it it wouldn't be this way. It wouldn't be this way. Um, You know, maybe someday uh, you may uh be punished uh for saying your beliefs uh, many of us are too uh, uh, many many of us are uh, but it, that you can't let that stop you uh you're good as long as you're not threatening uh people uh, you can't threaten uh people but you have the right to say this is bullshit that the government's letting them into our country. Our country. A white Christian country. So come out of the woodwork. Come out of the woodwork. Just don't peek your eyes out. Come on out of the woodwork and say what you're thinking. But you, like I said, uh, you can't come out swinging with uh, racial slurs. Uh, you can't come out swinging threatening people. Our voices to our government is how we'll make the change. When our government sees that we are sick and tired of their bullshit and what they are doing to white America, guess what? It'll stop. Uh, The other week I did, uh, or maybe that was last week, Uh, yeah, last week, where the Biden administration was going to cut school funding for schools that had uh, hunter safety uh, courses and had archery clubs. They were going to cut the uh, funding. Guess what? Enough people stood up and said, "Oh hell no, you're not!" And guess what? They tucked the government tucked their tail in and uh, reversed their uh, threat to take away funding. This is how we'll make change: our voices. And as long, in my opinion, hate speech is free speech too. And it is. Racial slurs are on, are actually free speech. Homophobic slurs are actual free speech. But until we stand up and say, okay, enough of these pronouns, enough of these uh, blazing homosexuals in the streets trying to attract children... So we push these people back in the closet and the non-whites out of our country, it, it, America will never return to its former glory. Because guess what? When America was in its uh, former glory, and I've said this before on the show, uh, uh, back when I was growing up, and it was few and far between that you saw a man out in public uh, wearing uh, women's clothing. And they were called transvestites. And everybody would agree of how silly and how stupid that person was. Everybody could see that that person had a mental illness, which homosexuality was uh, considered a mental illness up until uh, 72 or 73. Um, when it uh, I guess uh, 72 or 73 uh, our government must have come up with the idea that God changed his mind and uh, you know welcomed homosexuals um, believe me God did not change his mind about homosexuals plain and simple and I say this all the time too God cannot lie and God cannot change so if he hated homosexuals, uh, as he's shown he did uh, in uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, guess what? Today, it's the same way. It's the same way. Okay. Uh, Murph, thank you for that article. Excellent article. Um, I can't believe uh, uh, that article uh, took, uh, well, with, with my uh, venturing out of the article, with things that I say. But anyhow, that article went for 30 minutes. Uh, And, you know, uh, great, great job, Murph. I really appreciate your input uh, here at the show. Okay, let's see. Well, I'm going to go through some of these uh, uh, scumbags and their actions. And then at the end of the show, uh, I'm going to play... um, Uh, now this is out of the UK a a talk show uh, host
1: Uh, you know what I hope I have that hang on here a
0: second oh shoot just give me one second excuse me I know I I had it because I uh, I took the audio from it Yes, I, I do. Uh, I have the uh, the article. Uh, and after I get done talking about the scumbag uh, in America, uh, we're going to find out what uh, people in the UK, they go through the same as we do. Every white Christian nation on this earth is seeing the same thing that we're seeing here in America. Uh, this is called white genocide. I believe the white population in, in, in the world is only seven or eight percent. It's really, really low and dwindling. Uh, so it, it, it's not just, these attacks aren't just in America. I usually stick to uh things happening here in America, uh, but this goes along with I said about uh some people starting to grow some balls and say what you're thinking. Uh, this guy did, and, and we'll get to that then, but let's see here. Um You know, we talk about, uh, or I do anyhow, about how uh, unappreciative these people are. Uh, this article comes from uh, the Free Beacon, Washington Free Beacon, and the headline is: "LA Hotel Converted to Homeless Housing Suffers Eleven Point Five Million in Damages." Eleven point five million dollars in damage. Now, I hope this gets into this because uh, they're just calling this um, homeless housing. You know, uh, you can figure out yourself what types of people they are to destroy this. Uh, you know, if they would have taken this uh, L.A. hotel and converted it into a homeless Veteran Hotel, I will bet you that that place would be kept uh, uh, in perfect condition, because people like that would appreciate getting off the streets. So let's see about these scumbags. A Los Angeles hotel sustained $11.5 million in damages, while the city used it as a federally sponsored homeless shelter. The city included the Mayfair Hotel and Project Roomkey, a federal initiative to turn California hotels into temporary homeless shelters. Uh, at, the end, at the end of the hotel's time in the program, the city quietly paid the hotel's owner to cover damages from residents. Social workers assigned to the hotel amonted its condition and emails obtained by the Los Angeles Times. Are you starting to get the picture about what type of people were in there? Uh, Participants in 1516 threatened staff, security, destroyed property, screamed, yelled, cursed. Everything went wrong with her, inside and outside the building, one social worker wrote. Another recounted how a male in fifty six or in fifteen twenty six assaulted another resident in room seven twenty six this sound like white behavior? It doesn't to what well, unless you're a junkie unless you're a junkie and listen um I believe that maybe uh a, a junkie's first crime if it isn't heinous. You know, if nobody's hurt, uh, uh, maybe rehab for 90 days. And in a rehab where they can't get anything, because let's face it, most of your rehabs, uh, those people can get whatever they want in there. And if you can are able to take a, a junkie off the street for 90 days, that's three months. If they come back out and use again, guess where the next trip is? Prison, prison. Not a free hotel. Not a free hotel. Uh, and here, our government, the Biden administration, put out those uh, kiosk machines to where junkies can get crack pipes and needles, uh, everything a junkie needs. Yet to talk about the war on uh, drugs, only. In America. Now, my guess would be though that the majority of these uh, scumbags that destroyed the hotel are the scumbags coming from South America. That'd be my guess. Which, like I said, I'm sure you could put uh, uh, throw in white people in there too, because I mean a junkie uh, will do anything uh, to get their fix. And, you know, I have seen uh, junkies uh, in jail for months. They get out, back to the same thing. Because all they do while they're sitting in jail is talk about the good old days and what they did and uh, uh, what, for crap, they're going to pull when they get out. Uh San Diego in April requested state funds to buy three hotels at 383000 per room to house its homeless population. The city saw homelessness high records, a record high in the months leading up to the purchase. No kid, Why would the homeless population be growing? Could it be uh, we're letting too many cockroaches cross the border? Could that be it? Uh, between September 21 and June 2022, the city of Buckley, Berkeley alone removed 75 tons of garbage, drug paraphernalia, and human feces from homeless encampments. With an estimated 535 people living on the street at the time, the city removed roughly 500 pounds of waste per homeless person per year. Experts have attributed the state's struggles with homelessness to the so-called housing first principle, which became the state's law of the land for homeless policy in 2016. The practice focuses almost exclusively on providing subsidized housing to the homeless without requiring them to undergo treatment for substance abuse or mental illness. Uh, in July, President Joe Biden's Department of Housing and Urban Development announced its investing uh, investment of $3 billion into Housing First programs across the country. these are nothing more than trap houses. You know, if if they're not being treated for substance abuse and uh, mental health, and they're just allowed in there to shoot their drugs and snort their drugs or however they take them, that's called a trap house. It's exactly what it is. Uh, (laughs) It's unbelievable Uh, what the government and mainstream media will twist around and blow smoke, try to blow smoke up our asses uh, every day. Now, uh, here, uh, these non-whites uh, from South America uh, coming across, you know they have mental illness. Look at them. Look how they act. Look how savage they are. That's a mental illness, just like blacks. Uh, blacks here in America. We already have 13 of our uh, almost- uh, 13% of our population carrying around a mental illness. Not all blacks, but 13% uh, with the average IQ of 70. That's why I say uh, a lot of blacks out of that 13% have mental illness. What did our government do? Their first thing to do was defund the police. Now it's to allow blacks to get away whatever they want to, with no consequences, just because they're black, just because they think when they get arrested they're mistreated. This is what our government does. Only in America. That's getting to be a theme here tonight. Only in America oh let's see here now, now we're going to talk about the volume of these scumbags uh, coming over and the smoke that Joe uh, Joey uh, is blowing up our asses uh, this one comes from the New York Post the headline is Biden's Sony claim Phony claim of just 45,000 migrants let in monthly is off by 334 Percent. So when Biden tells you that there's only 45,000 scumbags crossing the border monthly, he is a bold-faced liar. Uh, you know, uh, uh, he's not just blowing smoke up our ass. He's using a water bong to blow the smoke up our ass. Uh, anyone who needs more proof that President Joe Biden is still keeping the border wide open for illegal migrants should look at the latest depressing figures. As the Post's Andy Tillett and Marianne Martinez report, 150,578 are 100 to appear before an immigration judge in July. That's more than three times the 45,000 Team Biden claimed would be let in via its special parole program for asylum seekers from Venezuela, Haiti, Cuba, and Nicaragua. Anyway, a special parole program. You know, why would you use the word parole? Uh, what do you think, what first pops into your mouth, or yeah, into your mouth, into your head when you hear that these non-white scumbags uh, uh, coming across the border are getting uh, parole to stay here. I think criminals. That's the first thing I'm thinking. Parole? Why why would you call it parole? This tells me uh, again that our government knows exactly what they're doing. Exactly. It's white genocide. Biden himself, to let them in, is even calling it parole. Uh, Biden's 45000 claim is bad enough. It means more than half a million per year allowed entry with two-year work permits above and beyond the limits Congress set for legal immigration. Biden had no authority to set up a program like that. Worse, it's a charade. Those 45,000 migrants are supposed to make appointments at the border via customs and border protection app, uh, app one, and uh, to meet certain requirements. Can you imagine an app getting in into Google Play Store to get an app uh, to migrate here? Uh, it's probably uh, uh, this app (laughs) and I'm not kidding now I don't know this for sure so uh, this is just my guess an app to allow non-whites to come in and destroy the whites white genocide the first place that I can think that would make an app like that would be Meta good old Jewish uh, Zuckerberg who knows? Who knows? It could be. We know it's the Jews that want to destroy whites. And who would know better than that, than Zuckerberg. So yeah, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if um uh, this app to allow, or for these scumbags to get in, would be run by Meta. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, let's see... Under the original, twice-expanded policy, anyone else is subject is subject to expedited removal and loses the chance to apply again for the next five years. I'm all for expedited removal, but not for five years, for life. Pick every one of these Uh, uh, dirty bastards that commit a crime within our white Christian country. Off you go as soon as you're caught. Off you go, back over the border, go to where the hell ever you came from, and never come back. Never come back. Uh, Clearly, though, 105,000 or so migrants, in addition to the 45,000 were not expelled in July. Instead, they got told to appear before an immigration judge. So that 45,000 number is pure nonsense. Um, and how many of those ordered to see a judge later actually will? Yeah, yeah, okay. And uh, that is so true. They They jump in, they blend in, uh, you know, to uh, think about it, the more, the more of these people that are let in, uh, at one time in America, you could pick out, uh, uh who was an illegal immigrant, illegal, even le- even l- legal immigration should be restricted to white European countries, people from white European countries and white people, um, uh, European countries now are just like ours, just like here in America. Uh, they have that title uh, of African-American. You, you know, just because they're there, they think they're a resident. Just like, uh, you know, if a uh, a black would come to America and he would say uh, he's British. Uh, no, he isn't. He's an African from some assorted tribe. He's he's not British. The Brits don't want him. They don't want him just like we don't want him. So, uh, let's see. Uh, That 150,000 monthly total adds up to a whopping 1.8 million illegal migrants a year. Through this past July, the number stands at 820,500 people. No, not people. Scumbags. Ah, Nor does it count for the hundreds of thousands of migrants who never get caught or entered into the new system. No wonder New York is seeing 10,000 new migrants a month, 120,000 a year forcing Mayor Eric Adams to keep scrambling for places to house them. Um, No wonder shelters in El Paso are filled to capacity, and now Tucson is becoming a hot spot. The press would love for everyone to think his border policies have worked, but the numbers don't lie, nor do the realities cities face and the costs they're forced to pay. Americans shouldn't be afraid to trust their own eyes over Biden's word. Uh, That kind of uh, uh, goes with what I said about not being afraid to uh, uh, voice what you see. You don't have to be afraid. Uh, And I'll guarantee you, if you put up those statistics on Facebook... Wouldn't be long before old Jew boy uh, Zuckerberg, uh, you would be in jail or banned, banned for life. And I I gotta uh, uh, bring this up, and I'm not gonna say uh, how I did it because I know enemies listen to the show. But uh, this was about two years ago, and I did some advertising on. Uh, Facebook, just like I do on uh, VK, VK's uh, Russia's version of uh, Facebook, and uh, believe me, you have free speech. That's uh, ironic, but you do uh, on Russia's uh, VK, and there are a lot of like-minded people from uh, America here that are also on uh, VK. But I kept running my ads, and there, there is nothing Violent and the ads that I run for different uh, uh, nice party assorted things Um, I run. And not one of them was threatening. Not one of them showed any kind of weapon. Uh, There were no racial slurs, nothing. Simple ads. And anybody that's on VK that looks at my page, those are the same types of ads that I run on Facebook. And would you believe... uh, The first time, I got a lifetime ban. Well, I figured out how to um, manipulate that. Because, you know, once you get that lifetime ban, whatever you do on your uh, 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 device to try to get back on, it reads it and they know it's you. But I found a way around that. So I found my way around it and I come back uh, uh, to Facebook and... (laughs) Posted again. Got the second lifetime ban. That didn't stop me either. I got a a third profile, a lifetime ban. And what I was just doing is proving uh, the point of how Aryans are the smartest race of people on earth. Uh, you know, it got to the point that, um, I just enjoyed, I loved showing Mark Zuckerberg that he wasn't gonna silence me. And I could listen, I could have kept that up for, uh, uh, till I take my last breath, being kicked off of there and being able to get back on. You know, I just got fed up with it. Well, not so much fed up. Uh, uh, I'm too busy of a person to keep playing uh, uh, games, uh, and that's kind of what it was. But I, you know, I just showed myself, and I proved to myself that Mark Zuckerberg would not shut me up, and uh, he didn't. He didn't. I decided to leave Facebook because I don't. Uh, I I don't promote uh, anything uh, that a Jew runs, so. Uh, And anyone that's listening, you can get the VK app in the Google Play Store. Download it and look me up uh, on VK. Um, If you download VK and you want my uh, ID thing or whatever they call it uh, to take you straight, uh, straight to my profile, contact the show here. And I will get you that. Oh, uh, let's see. There we had the, uh, uh, doom gun, uh, shooting at police officers. And which I find this? Okay. Uh, this, this article comes from the Daily Caller. Uh, The headlines of this, horrifying body cam footage shows hammer-wielding suspect beat officer before she shoots him. Uh, Guess who the uh, um, uh, criminal is, or what color the criminal is? Black. And blacks wonder why law enforcement may treat them a little bit differently When they come into contact with them, guess what? It's the same reason that all white people, all white people, are a little uncomfortable. Well, okay, I can't say all. Uh, There's plenty of sharks out there. Uh, Most white people aren't comfortable around black people. Uh, You've seen the videos. A black could be walking down the street and all of a sudden just uh, attack uh, a pedestrian, an old pedestrian. Uh, anyhow, here, a shocking body cam footage shows a female Connecticut police officer being attacked by a hammer wielding man during an encounter Saturday morning. The horrifying incident unfolded Saturday morning and Middletown, Connecticut, when authorities responded to a call about a man smashing glass in a driveway, according to authorities. Officer Carly Travis responded to the scene and could be seen approaching the driveway where Winston Tate was meandering. Uh, She said, could you put that down, please? Travis was heard saying on the body cam footage. What, Tate said? Can you please put that down, or can you put that down, please? Travis respond, uh, repeated as Tate began aggressively walking towards Travis, screaming no. Tate then can be heard incoherently cursing before he sprints towards Travis, who screams stop, stop. Tate then throws Travis to the ground before beating her with the hammer as she screams for help. Travis responded by on Tate, striking him 10 times, according to KFOX 14. Tate fled the scene was taken into custody in his home and hospitalized for his wounds, according to the report. There you go. The savage animal uh, that this uh, female officer had to deal with. Um, This is... and you see so much of this uh it it seems like almost uh every show is a repeat of something because uh you know what I look for uh in a news article is you know the things that are happening uh that you see so much of and here uh I guess what I try to do is drive it home to people that may think uh you know that uh, police officers are racist because once you keep hearing something. Over and over and over again, uh many people start to believe uh the lie and uh, uh this is a lie uh, uh there are more white people killed by law enforcement than black that's the facts that's the statistics so here's what happens when uh, uh these officers encounter uh, uh a beast a beast.
1: Savage.
0: Um, it, it, you know, too. No wonder so many cops are taking uh, early retirement or just giving up the profession because when they go to work, they're not allowed. They, they, they protect their oath is to protect and serve. They can't even protect themselves, let alone us anymore. Uh, and it's not their fault. It's not their fault. We see what happens. Uh, like, uh, Derek Chauvin, you know, snuffed out a, uh, scumbag, Junkie George, snuffed out a scumbag and then gets arrested for murder, imprisoned for murder. Uh, I saw the case. Everyone did. I don't see, I didn't see a murder. I didn't see a murder at all. I saw your average IQ, uh low-level junkie, thief, uh, and and, uh, um, counterfeiter uh, fall to, that's the life. That's the thug life. And here, the the worst part of this story, she shot this uh, uh, animal ten times, ten times, and he survived. That's the sad part of the story. Uh, Let's see what else we have here. You know, just when you think uh, you have seen the stupidest thing uh, that you could possibly see on the news, something comes up. Um, Let me find this here quick. Uh, Here we go. Uh, This article, this next article here, comes from The Blaze. And the headline is, Chicago gangs asked not to commit shootings between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. No sliding while the sun is out. Could you get any more pitiful than that. Like, these gangs are going to listen. These gangs are going to quit conducting business between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Unbelievable. A community group from the north side of Chicago is asking gang members not to fire guns or commit any shootings during the daytime between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m., CWB Chicago reported. The proposal came from a community group called the Native Sons, who recently emailed out newsletters featuring an image they dubbed the People's Ordinance. The group is, uh, is from an area called Rogers Park, where a gang war between the gangster disciples and Black Peace stones in Uptown is believed to have been reignited. Police recently warned of a strong possibility of retaliatory shootings after three men were shot in the uptown area in late July of 2023. Uh, The semi-peaceful proposal also had captions such as, no sliding while the sun is out, and safe summer initiative. Like these, oh my God, so stupid. Like these gang drug dealers, trafficking drugs, probably people, are going to stop business between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. That would be like asking a railroad engineer to not work between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. And I use the um, uh, railroad because they they are very, very strict uh, with their... um, uh, times uh, for going through because they have to be, or they would be running into uh, other other trains. They actually have watches. Um, I own one. Uh, that's called a railroad watch, and to be called a railroad watch, it has to be um, uh, keep to a certain time, uh, to where it doesn't gain seconds or lose seconds. Uh, so that's why I use that. You know, that would be impossible for a, a train engineer not to work between those hours because his job requires him to just like these gangs. This is what they do. They fight each other. So like they're going to stop fighting. You know, uh, that's like uh, being children. Uh, you know, uh, you know, probably what it will infuriate these gang members is being talked to like children you know, like uh, 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 this is some kind of nappy time uh, or a time out. Um, And to come up with that idea, uh, let me see here. Um, I lost my place. Okay, Uh, we have to start somewhere. Tidiana, Anna Anna Atkins, co-founder of Data Sunset, Our goal is to approach our city's gun violence problem strategically and not all at once. Things didn't become this way overnight, and change won't happen overnight. Well, sure, it could. It could. Let the police officers handle this the way it needs to be handled, with lethal force. You know, uh, uh, you see uh, two gang members? having a shootout? Try to get them both. Try to get them both. You know, if uh, we wouldn't have a lot of the things happening today in America, if our uh, police force, even our military, even our military, uh, start putting some National Guardsmen out there on the streets in these cities with orders to use lethal force, uh, not out there like they want people to do, with a clipboard uh, and a mental health exam. That really worked, didn't it? Of course it didn't, and neither will this. Uh, The community group stated that they were tired of individuals perpetrating gang violence by glorifying gunmen or wearing ski masks as a fashion statement. Under this ordinance, we asked that people stop associating with and glorifying shooters. Stop glorifying switches and stop wearing those ski masks everywhere, which perpetrates you as an op, Atkins uh, told the local outlet. Switches refer to aftermarket devices that turn semi-automatic handguns into automatic weapons and can fire rapidly with just one pull of the trigger. Uh, This is another point you know Joe Biden says nobody needs AR 15 and other what he calls um what does he call those um weapons of war this article is exactly why you need weapons of war you, can, you need to at least uh if we if we are to survive we need to have at least as much force as what our opponent does to at least meet that or exceed it to guarantee that you're going to live. Uh, Okay, for uh, for instance, uh, say a man and his wife, uh, they have a home and the the man uh, has a firearm, a a sidearm, uh, you know, that he keeps uh, close and handy I think the stand beside his bed, or uh, as mine, hanging on the bedpost in a holster. Well, if three or four gangs, uh, well, gangs too, but if three or four black people decide that they're going to come into your home and they are armed with these types of guns that they have, how far do you think you're going to get with a compared to what they have, a pea shooter. you would be killed. You would be murdered. Uh, <laughs> this, this article here. And I swear to God, um, I, I don't look for things like this. Uh, I don't type in uh, certain things to try to get to news articles like this. Uh, This is just how unbelievable uh, America's getting. This comes from HollywoodUnlocked.com. The headline, Update. Man who was caught sniffing a woman's butt in Barnes & Noble has been released from jail. Been released from jail. (laughs) Well, looks like the California man who was seen on video sniffing a woman's butt in Barnes and Noble is already out of the slammer, despite his lengthy rap sheet, according to TMZ. Well, uh, we already um, know the color here. If it doesn't list it, we know. Uh, As we previously reported, Michaela Witter who has been filming herself going on 100 solo dates for TikTok, accidentally captured the disgusting stalker. On day 20 of her self-love journey, Witter visited a Barnes & Noble bookstore in Burbank, where she had a strange encounter with a man, now identified as 36-year-old Chalice Crowder, who appeared to be smelling her from behind. Uh the ugly side of doing things solo as a woman, even in an open public space. The caption of Witter's TikTok video reads, stalking, harassment, etc. has happened to me way too many times, but this definitely ranks top three creepiest moments. And the clip, which has already gained over 2.5 million views, Crowder can be seen crouching near Witter's legs. When the 28-year-old content creator asked him what he is doing, he says that he's tying his shoes. Crowder can also be seen approaching another woman in the bookstore to do the same thing. I was so freaked out when I saw him, literally, under me, so freaking close to me, Witter said before reporting the man to staff. According to Glendale Police, Crowder has a long history of peeping, prowling, and residential burglaries uh, dating back to 2011. The convicted stalker has been arrested multiple times and has served eight years in prison. Crowder is also believed to be the same man who was peeping and prowling at a Glendale home last weekend. Crowder, who appeared in court on Monday for suspicion of peeping and prowling, was reportedly ordered to serve 60 days in county jail for a separate case. He was ordered to take sexual impulse classes and to return to court on September 14th. Barnes and Noble incident remains under investigation. Those with information and anyone who believes they were also victimized by Crowder are urged to contact the Burbank Police Department. Now, why would any woman that come into contact with this scumbag go to the police and say he did it to them? The dude's out. The dude didn't do any time. He he didn't get to 60 days in county lockup for sniffing this woman's butt. That was another case. So any other woman that comes uh, forward if she's found out, this guy's on the loose. This guy's on the loose. So, you know, imagine that. And if you ask me, this all adds up to two words, white genocide. Uh, you know, uh, uh, these crazy beasts of the field are allowed to wander our streets as animals, and... uh uh, they get away with it uh, let's see here uh, okay uh, let me find this from here on my board Okay, here we go. Uh this one also comes from the Daily Caller. The headline is guy gets jumped and stomped after massive brawl breaks out in a Target store. Here is why you should never leave your home unarmed. Listen, if you if for some reason uh you don't have a firearm, uh, uh You can't get a firearm for some reason. You don't have the money to get a firearm for some reason. At least, at least carry a decent knife. knife. Um, I don't know uh, the laws of many um, states, different laws on what you are allowed to carry. Uh, Some states are uh, lenient. Uh, Some states are very harsh on uh, uh, the laws against uh, knives, at least ones uh, used for defense. Now, there are places that you could order, and uh, I'm not telling you to do this illegally, but um, there are places where you can order uh, such knives and be shipped uh, to you, which uh, is illegal. I don't... um, promote that but uh well okay for instance Pennsylvania any knife any knife is made was made legal in Pennsylvania uh as of January of this year even switchblades are uh legal to carry and own in Pennsylvania uh i carry at least two uh weapons with me uh, both uh, being knives i have a uh, spring assist which is uh, pretty much a switchblade uh, you put very little pressure on a uh, uh the blade type thing and uh, it releases uh, automatically and it's fast and it comes open super fast that's why i say it's, it's um, uh, right up there with a the switchblade. And I also carry a balasong knife. Uh, a balasong knife, uh, most people know that as a butterfly uh, knife. But anyhow, here is a reason that you need to carry some kind of protection. And in this case, a knife would have worked. It would have worked perfectly. Uh, Let's get into the uh, article here. Just Despicable. Video is circulating online of a brawl breaking out Monday night at a Target store in Southern California with the clip showing four men jumping and stomping another guy in front of shopgoers. Recorded at Target in Redlands, San Bernardino, the clip shows the men squaring up on another man and then throwing punches until the individual fell to the ground. That's when they started collectively kicking him over and over again. Uh, This is another fact uh, of black people uh, working in packs, which animals do. This is animalistic behavior, to work in packs. Uh, Very seldom will you ever see, A straight up one on one fight between a white and a black. They run in packs like hyenas or troops. Uh, Troops are a uh, 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 like a congregation of um, monkeys. It's called a troop. Uh, So it's similar to that too. Uh, I, I don't know if I, I said this or not, the, the guy being stumped is a white guy. The rest of them are all black. All black. A store employee was seen urging shoppers to dis- distance themselves from the fight, and then when the video shot back over to the brawl, the man being jumped was even seen swinging back at his aggressors before falling over. The identities of all the men, attackers and victim, are currently unknown. Police reportedly were called to the store and found the victims uh, still inside. However, he had no interest in talking with officers nor pressing charges, according to Newsweek. There's your typical white guy. Typical white guy. Uh, He knows um, what's up. He knows he'll see them again sometime. Uh, So, uh, hey. And it just uh, says here, and America continues to decline. Sad. Uh, Now, I don't want to speculate too much, but if I had to take a guess at what happened here, I'm going to say that it was a gang-related. I make that assumption based on two, uh, uh, based off two things here. Now, this is the article. This isn't uh, uh, me, what I'm saying. Out of the four men jumped the other guy were wearing red and doing so in Southern California. You just don't do that unless you're affiliated with the Bloods. Again, this is just me guessing. And number two, the guy who got jumped had no interest in talking to the police, which is big in in gang culture. It's street code to not talk to the cops. Regardless, all of this is an out right disgrace. It certainly is. It certainly is. Uh, uh, We as white uh, Christian law-abiding citizens have to put up with this kind of shit in a store? Seriously? Now, I honestly don't believe that the white guy was uh, a gang, was in a gang. I don't. Uh, You know, there are very few uh, uh, white gangs to what you could call whites. I'm not talking uh, about a bunch of drunk bastards that meet together in uh, Bubba's garage and drink beer every Friday night. I'm talking real, legit gangs. Uh, The one that I can think of is Aryan Brotherhood. Now, uh, Aryan Brotherhood, uh, I guess there are some on the outside, but that is mostly uh, a prison gang and, uh, well, you know what? Uh, well, you no, know, it that, that still wouldn't be considered a gang. Um, I was going to say neo-Nazi organizations or uh, things like that. This article uh, may have called, uh, referred to that as a gang, uh, uh, which they are not. Uh, the same with uh, the Knights Party, the Ku Klux Klan, uh, which I belong. I am a, a full Knight and lifetime member in the Knights Party. Uh, If you would talk to the ADL or the Southern Poverty Law Center, uh, they would probably say, I'm a gang member. Uh, So we know how that goes. Oh, let's see. Uh, A headline here. Uh, Shoplifting crisis is a nightmare. Here are five things that affect New York. A city police inspector wants you to know. Well, that may be worth reading because we see we see the type of uh, people doing the shoplifting. Uh, I just played an audio last week on one of the shows. Uh, a black that was in Seven um, Eleven, uh, I believe, uh, uh, shoplifting and uh, uh, talking. Uh, uh, I don't even want to, gibberish, uh, and he got the beat down, I played uh, played his beat down here on the show, and, and, and you know what, the uh, uh, the cashiers were charged, I don't, I, I don't know for what, but uh, there was an investigation for so there, uh, you know, trying to protect your store. Uh, viral videos of store lootings have become such an uh, evening news staple, they no longer shock. The recent attack on a California Nordstrom by 50 youths resulted in about $100,000 in losses, stood out only for the gang's use of bear spray on security guards and for in- inevitable bear spray posse means. Uh... For so many Americans, such videos are now accepted as simply another market for urban decay. So is this permanent? Is this the permanent new normal? And if so, what's driving it? Uh, Number one, as a rebuke to the broken windows era of policing, in which an imposed sense of order was the key to preempting crime, Legislators around the country have instituted new regimes that are all that are all carrot and no stick. The result has been a sense of impunity among some violators that borders on entitlement. Guess who? Guess who? Guess what race that goes out and loot stores uh, gets away with it. The black race. Uh, you know, I have to see yet white people storm one of these stores and steal. Now, listen, I'm not saying there ain't white people that shoplift, uh, but when you have a crowd of 25, 50 kids going into a store and just stealing, that goes far beyond shoplifting, uh, far beyond. And you know, when they catch these uh, kids that are doing this. Uh, They need to send their ass to juvie. Uh, Let them spend some time in juvenile hall. Uh, Number two, many crimes today go unreported because victims feel the system won't help them. I wonder why. We see this all the time. And the system won't help them. You know why the system won't help white people if you report a crime? White genocide, again... Uh, There are so many factors that contribute to white genocide here in America uh, that a lot of people don't think of some of them. Uh, Number three, many of these large shoplifting groups are now organized. Of course, I would call that training. You know, uh, that should be an act of terrorism. Most certainly. You get a group of black kids organized, that go in they do these uh, shoplifting things. Adults too. This should be treated as a terrorist attack, terrorism. Plain and simple. Uh, number four, there is no avoiding the issue of race. That the videos almost always show groups of black youth uh, gang-rushing these stores has induced a cognitive dissonance and collective silence from the media class. That's simply telling you that the mainstream media won't tell you that it's black kids because they don't want you to know that that yes, if they would uh uh call out these blacks for what they actually are uh that would go against the uh uh race card uh you know using the race card uh they have to act like they're oppressed. Um, clearly, this is not how criminal justice reforms were supposed to look, but there is simply no response within the media's worldview that does not run the risk of eliciting the dreaded cry of racism. We well, you know that? A black gets ra- uh, 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 caused, uh, arrested uh, for something, uh, gets some jail time or prison time. That's racist. You know, today in America, a black man could probably rape a white woman and not do jail time because that would be racist. Uh, It would be racist of that woman to report a black man raped her. This is just how uh, uh, blinded so many Americans are. There are probably women out there that actually think that, that actually think that. Well, because he's black and gets away with everything, uh, he just raped me. But I'm not going to say anything because I won't get any help. And sadly, it's true. And five, so what? what's to be done? This is the part where I I am supposed to offer solutions and sunny predictions. My answer is nothing. There's nothing to be done. The progressive canon underpining these conditions is so entrenched that nuisances like pummel, uh, plummeting quality of life and corporate flight barely register. And so, we're faced with a discomforting, even tragic conclusion. Yes, this is the new normal in our cities. Let's not kid ourselves, folks. This is it. If you can live with that, fine. If not you have two options. You can physically fight back, as two convenience store owners did recently, and a predictable viral video, uh, as Jose Alba did, as Daniel Penny did, thereby risking felony charges yourself. Or you can just leave, and so many residents, as so many residents are doing. um uh, Are there any signs of an awakening? Perhaps. In Washington, D.C., a Black City councilman recently advocating for calling out the National Guard to combat crime conditions there. Not the best option, but at least D.C. has a public official capable of recognizing conditions on the ground. Unlike Chicago, which recently rejected soft-on-crime Mayor Lori Lightfoot for equally soft-on-crime Mayor Brandon Johnson. Unlike San Francisco, where the federal government just told employees to work from home due to rampant crime. And unlike New York, which not only refuses to renounce its sanctuary city status, but which has decided to close Rikers Island, its troubled local jail, thereby cutting the citywide prisoner bed count by 40%. You think New York locks up everybody now? We're about to cut the incarceration rate here by nearly half any town that incarcerates its- uh in a town that incarcerates its toothpaste do these sound like municipalities looking to reset the new normal to you and of course not, it's all part of the agenda okay, um let's see. I think, oh, hang on here a second. Yes, Uh, I'm going to close out with this article. Uh, This is the one that uh, I said I had audio to. And, you know, if everybody spoke up like this guy did, uh, now uh, this is in the U.K., but still, it's the same uh, here. There are people that that tell it like it is uh, here in America, but uh, this guy, he, he does a great, great job. Uh, this comes from Indy100.com. The headline is, Shocking Moment TV Guest Brands Migrants as Criminals Who We Should Be Porting Our Weaponry at. Uh, he ain't playing around. Uh, James Whale has angered people by claiming migrants are nothing more than criminals. Speaking to Jeremy Kyle on Talk TV about the ongoing problem of asylum seekers dying in the English Channel, the commentator outlined controversial views about using the Navy and weaponry to deter people from coming to the uh, country and claim most migrants are breaking the law. Of course they are. Look at the illegal immigrants coming here. You know, the word illegal in front of immigrant means absolutely nothing. You can wipe your ass with that. Now, if you're white and you do something illegal, you're going to have some consequences, serious consequences, that other races here in America don't have to face. Uh, Well, I'm going to go ahead and read what he said, in case you don't understand it, uh, with the uh, um, audio I'm going to play. Uh, He said, sadly, people die all over the world. It sounds terrible, but someone's got to say it, he said. He added, <laughs> excuse me. he added, quite frankly, there are more people dying on the roads. I'd be worried about them. Uh, let's see. Um, he said, I am concerned that these people who are called migrants are nothing more than criminals. They are not migrants at all. They are paying enormous amounts of money to criminal gangs, to criminally come to this country, and who knows what they're uh, going to do. Sounds just like America, doesn't it? Exactly. Uh, Most people, uh, most of them seem to be breaking the law, running rackets, he continued. Uh, He said, if there was a land border, we would have the military there stopping people breaking in. We have a moat around this country. We should be able to deal with this quite easily. We should have the Navy in the channel. We should be pointing our weaponry at these people coming here illegally. Uh, And then, of course, uh, people on social media uh, were offended. Uh, Offended by this. Now, uh, I just read what he says. Now I'm going to play the audio uh, to this. Uh, And hats off to this guy. Uh, He's got balls. Uh, but check this out. And there you have it. Uh, hats off to this uh, gentleman in the UK that had the balls to actually say uh, what he thought. And You know, it's true. Uh, everything he said is true. So, you know, I don't know why the big deal was being made uh, about this uh, uh, video. Uh, we need more people to start speaking up and and saying the same things here in America. And I'm sure uh, the UK needs more people. I uh, like this gentleman too. Uh, you know, um, it's not—it's it, not wrong, and it's not hate speech to tell the truth. It absolutely isn't. Well, you know, like I said earlier in the show, uh, hate speech is included in the First Amendment. Our government says it isn't, but it is. Uh, it most definitely is. It, it, it We're way past due uh, to drain the swamp. Way past due. Uh, with that, I'm going to close out this evening's show. Uh, boy, we're pushing on uh, two hours uh, this evening. We had lots of news, uh, uh, longer commentary, some audio. Uh, I actually added uh, uh, there were three commercials there at the beginning of the show uh the clan congress I am going to keep running every show uh until um the big day which is uh, you want to hear that out on the show uh Thursday this week, Tuesday of next week and Thursday of next week and then that uh clan Congress and family gathering starts. So um uh call to register. Uh if you wanna register Uh, to attend Uh, contact the show I'll give you the phone number to call our national office and uh, register to attend it's free it's all free Down to the Food is free this year so uh, that's something you uh, definitely want to check out Uh, I will be back here on Thursday August 24th at 7pm Eastern with a new The Rust Belt Klansman show Uh, I hope you enjoyed this one And I hope you tune in for Thursdays as well. Uh, Check out the show page on Truth Social. Um, There's where you'll find out where the show uh, is being aired. And it looks like the the show uh, may only be airing on Spotify for quite some time. So um, if you're listening... Uh, well, I guess if you're listening from uh, White Pride Radio, uh, there wasn't, no, there hasn't been a new show on there uh, uh, for a while now, and uh, it looks like the shows will all be done on Spotify uh, for the foreseeable future, uh, at least. So uh, you still have it here on Spotify, and uh, the show page. Uh, download the True Social app. From the uh, Google Play Store. All you need is an email address to set up your account. It's not invasive. Uh, uh, it's easy. And then just look up the Rust Belt Clansman Show. You'll find the page and tap follow. That way you'll get all the latest news and happenings uh, pertaining to the uh, Rust Belt Clansman Show. Um, and also there's an ad or two on there. I throw one in uh, uh, every now and then. Uh, So uh, check it out. Also, uh, I've been promoting the Rust Belt live show, and uh, I have said I'm waiting for uh, uh, a few more people at least uh, to uh, start following the show Uh, before I do it. I think I have two people uh, following uh, right now, and if I get about maybe five, uh, that show will start as well. Uh, And who knows, uh, if it takes off, uh, maybe there will be a Rust Belt Clansman show here on Tuesday and uh, a live show on Thursdays. Uh, uh, That's a possibility, too. I I just don't know yet. So I don't have any uh, updates about the show, but uh, uh, it's upcoming. If you have any thoughts, ideas, uh, suggestions, uh, news articles, uh And speaking of news articles uh thank you again Murph uh for that great article uh this evening uh the first article we did at the top of the show uh you know you read the headline there and you thought well, probably not much to talk about there and uh that was thirty minutes of the show uh this evening so uh great job Murph uh thank you uh It's greatly appreciated and I'm sure all the listeners appreciate uh these articles that Murph uh uh, sends in uh anyhow you can email those straight to the rust belt clansman show at hey at mail at mail.com you can also call into the show at area code 412-254-6226 you can leave a voicemail or a text message uh so if you want to contact the show there's three ways to do it uh Uh, uh, So if you have questions, even uh, questions, uh, uh, email them to the show, uh, call it into the show and leave a voicemail or uh, uh, text it uh, to the show. And now, uh, now speaking of Murph, uh, it's that time, buddy. Uh, We're going to close out this show in prayer. Uh, My white brothers and sisters, please bow your heads. I trust in you, my God and I will not be ashamed. You are faithful to exalt those who humbly come before you, recognizing your sovereignty and giving you their devotion. I will persist in my pursuit of the righteous kingdom. According to the Holy Spirit you have shared with me, I will stand steadfast and courageously against the enemy's attempts to cause me to doubt your goodness and the faithfulness of your promises, you truly are a God of your word, bringing calamity on those arrogant and arrogant and wicked, whom you have promised to receive it, and rewarding those who have put their hope in you, as evidenced by their pursuit of righteousness. Preserve me according to your goodwill. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, So there we are, folks. Uh, Tuesday's show in. Um, I thought it was a... uh, 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 turned out to be a a really good uh, informative show. Uh, So thank you to my listeners. Also, you know, um, uh, I've been wanting to do this uh, because, you know, uh, people that listen to the show, uh, they are used to hearing... Uh, you know, people being called out on the show, uh, people that contribute pieces to the show. And uh, every now and then, I will um, mention other people across the world uh, that listen to the show. Uh, this this show isn't just heard uh, in the United States. This show is heard worldwide. Um, uh, now, I'm going to list these uh, countries. Uh, that have people that listen to the show and I want to thank you for your loyal listenership as well Uh, the Rust Belt clans goes beyond the United States and uh, I want to mention uh, you guys, uh, you warriors in these other countries Uh, I appreciate it thank you for your loyal listenership and I am humbled that uh, this this, uh, show uh, is heard worldwide so thank you to San Chili's Australia, Mexico, Spain, Germany, Canada, United Kingdom, Italy, Philippines, Belgium, Ireland, Norway, Egypt, Nigeria, Switzerland, Hungary, New Zealand, and Sweden. Uh, What a list. Uh, What a list of other countries. I believe that was uh, 18 countries there uh, that listened to the show. Uh, So uh, thank you, guys. Uh, You know, I always thank my uh, listeners here in the States. And uh, uh, I should mention uh, these other countries more because, uh, you know, uh, uh, they're just as loyal uh, to the show. With that, uh, I am going to close out here. Uh, Like I said, I'll be back here Thursday evening. August 24th at 7pm Eastern. Uh, Thank you again Murph. and as always, from the Rust Belt Klansman Show, myself Paul Brown White Power! (laughs) The little child I see I can't do it dies that it means nothing truly